A study of genetics published in the New England Journal of Medicine could help explain why some people are more prone to becoming obese than others. Investigators looked at over 2,000 patients with early onset obesity and they were able to identify defects in their genes. They also did a sub-study of 300 patients whom they screened for mutations in the leptin receptor thought to be one cause of genetic obesity. I went to Cambridge to learn more and I asked Sadaf Faruqi first how they went about the genetics of obesity study. The approach that we took was to try and look at the severe end of the spectrum with patients who become severely obese from a very young age. And because we know that body weight is highly inheritable, so it's heritable, so 40 to 70 percent of an adult's body weight is determined by their genes. And we know that from studies based on twins, particularly identical twins, even when they're separated at birth and reared in different environments, have a 90% identical body weight as adults. And we also know if you look at adopted children, they have a body weight that is very similar to their biological parents with whom they share their genes, but different from their adoptive parents from whom they share the environment. So we wanted to use a genetic approach, and the approach that we took was to ask physicians around the country, in fact around the world, to identify patients with severe obesity, tell us about them, send us blood samples, and then we would look at certain genes that we thought were likely to be important and look for defects or mutations in those genes in the patients. Within this genetics of obesity study, you looked at over 2,000 patients, and your results are rather scientific, but I'm wondering whether you can tell me a more clinical outline as to what your results were. What did you see? What we did see is that sometimes patients can have a defect in a single gene that's enough to cause them to become severely obese. So the first disorder we identified was back in 1997, when we found patients were deficient in the gene that encodes the hormone leptin. And that was particularly unique because we were then able to treat those patients with leptin and correct their obesity and all of their other abnormalities. So basically we could show that finding a defect in a gene is important for clinically for some patients. In some cases we can treat them and in other patients it allows us to understand why they're becoming obese and the risks that they face. And since that time we've then found defects in other genes. The other very common one is the melanocortin 4 receptor or MC4. That was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2003. And that's important because actually it's turning out to be very common. It's 5 to 6% of people with severe obesity and probably about 1% of all obese people have a defect in the MC4 gene, which is an awful lot of people. And in fact, we've done studies in the, just taking people outside in the street in the random population and one in a thousand have an MC4 gene defect, which makes it one of the commonest genetic diseases in the UK population. In this current paper in the New England Journal, you've been touching upon the leptin receptor. What kind of bearing does that have on your general population? Um, you said the MC4 was one in 1,000 people that you'd just pull off the street. What's the relevance of the leptin receptor in your general population? The whole point of this study was to try and answer that question, was to try and find out how many patients have a defect in the leptin receptor. Because really, until this study, only one family had been reported in the world. But we thought it was fairly likely there would be others out there. And in fact, what we were worried about was that people, including ourselves, were looking in the wrong place. And originally, where we'd been looking is that we'd been looking at patients who had high levels of leptin in the blood because we assumed, as did many others, that that would be a clue for a leptin receptor gene problem. But in fact, we never found any patients by using that approach. 
So in this study, what we did was we just took 300 patients from our cohort, and we just took a random 300 because it's a big gene to screen, it's a lot of work. So we would take 300, which would give us a fair idea, and 3% of them had leptin receptor mutations. So that's 10 individual patients. So that shows us that mutations are out there, and they can be found in patients with severe obesity. And what we also found is when we looked at the patients who had mutations and compared them to equally obese patients who didn't have mutations, the leptin levels didn't differ. So in fact, leptin levels aren't a clue. It cannot tell you about a diagnosis of a leptin receptor mutation. So for many years, people, including ourselves, have assumed that, that they would tell you, but in fact that was wrong. So what is the significance of this current paper then? You've been able to identify 3% of the 300 patient cohort that you looked at did have this mutation within the leptin receptor, but that does seem like a rather small number to me. So what is the significance of this paper? It is a small number, and certainly if you're looking at all the patients that we have, we have an awful lot more genes to find. Basically, we're attributing or we're working out a small number at a time. So if you like, we now have, since 1997, seven genes that are known to cause human obesity. Okay? We only had one family of the leptin receptor. We now have you know, 11 or 12 families known in the world, and we, we and others are finding more all the time. It's probably more important for a couple of reasons. Firstly, clinically it's important that patients should be screened for the leptin receptor mutations if they have severe obesity from a young age. It's important that physicians don't assume that leptin is a marker for that. Basically, that leptin level should be ignored, and basically any patients with severe early-onset obesity should be screened for leptin receptor mutations. And thirdly, it teaches us about the leptin receptor and how it works and what are the clinical problems that patients with a mutation this receptor might face. Because until we study large numbers of such patients, we won't really understand how this receptor works. And that's important because the leptin receptor and its pathways are a really important focus for drug development for general obesity. And, of course, our main aim is to be able to use this knowledge to then find good treatments for them in the near future. That was Sadaf Faruqi of Addenbrooke's Hospital in Cambridge. For the Audio Journal of Global Health Issues, I'm Sarah Maxwell.